Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Vine. I'm Maitland. And I'm Ellen. And this week we are going to be talking about the verse in scripture and just overall about um, the verse Jesus wept in John, which is the shortest verse in the Bible, but it also holds um, just a lot of meaning and how we can um, just relate more with Jesus because he can empathize with us, but it also talks about other things too. And Ellen's going to introduce this more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, like Maitland said, uh, the title of this episode is going to be Jesus Wept. Um, and so this actually wasn't the original episode that we had planned for this week. Um, but, uh, I texted Maitland the other day, a couple of days ago, and I was just like, I just feel like this is really on my heart to talk about, uh, Jesus as Isaiah describes him as a man of sorrows and just what that means to us, um, to see how, You know, obviously God humbled himself into human form, but he went even further to that to humble himself into a human form who could also bleed and suffer and die alongside of us and walk alongside of us in our sorrows. Um, And that's just a really strong word, sorrows, um, and what it entails. Um, And uh, just especially, this has been on my heart with uh, Mayla and I have several friends Um, who are just going through a lot of suffering and a lot of pain, physical, mental, spiritual. Um, And then, you know, also around the time that I was really thinking about it, we had a a big um, time of hurt as a country um, with what happened in Texas. And so just wanted this to be a reminder of um, the God that walks alongside us. so like Maitland said, we're going to start out in, in John, um, in John 11, sorry, you can't see over the setup that we have here because I don't have height. Um, <laughs> so in John eleven thirty five, and this is the shortest verse in the Bible, and I know that from uh, all the years of classical Latin that I took. <laughs> Maitland laughs, but it's not really a joke. <laughs> Hashtag, I can quote John 1 in line. Um, (laughs) Anyways, this is the shortest verse in the Bible, but uh, it's so significant. Um, And this is also definitely not the only time in the Bible that we uh, read about Jesus mourning or uh, experiencing anxiety or um, grief. And so like Maitland said, those are just some of the things that we want to touch on. It's not just this one two-worded verse of, yeah, hey, guys, Jesus cried that one time. Yeah. Uh, remember that. And remember that it's okay to cry. So because he did that that one time. Yeah. Um, but he actually did it several times and even one time to the point of crying, like, blood or sweating blood. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And so after introducing that, I'll hand it back to Maitland and then we'll go off. Yeah. <laughs> go off. <laughs> So I think what this verse just brings up, since it's something that I had to mention um, and just bring up to a friend a couple of weeks ago, um, as we're talking about uh, prayer, a lot of things that we hear people say sometimes is um, like, oh, if you just, uh, if you, if you just ask Jesus, like he, he'll give it to you. So we just don't ask him. And that is true. Like for some things, like some things we are just not bringing our requests to Mm -hmm. Jesus. We're not bringing our requests to God. 
And he does like desire to give us, he, I mean, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. That's what the Bible says. Um, but I also know like friends who are going through hard things and it's Mm -hmm. like, it seems like God wants to, would want to answer this. Mm -hmm. Like we're praying for salvation for someone. We're praying for this. And it seems like God would want this to happen. It seems Mm -hmm. like it would be in God's will, but I just, it hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard when you hear people, Oh, like you just have to keep praying or have more faith. And that's, just not what they need to hear because yeah. they have been praying and they they have had the faith yeah but god hasn't moved yet yeah um and so it's something that i brought up of just like in this time of waiting and in the unknown jesus also mourns with us mm-hmm. and thinking about how like in this time in our country of just mm-hmm. a lot of sorrow yeah god's not up in heaven like happy with how yeah. everything turned out yeah he's weeping and mourning with us Um, and like, this isn't like what God would want. It's not God's best. Um, nothing happens without like God allowing Mm -hmm. it to happen. And we know that, Mm -hmm. but we also know that it's, we live in a fallen world. That's where, that's where all of this is coming from. So that's something that I like have been reminded of recently of just like, I'm like, why am I not seeing these prayers being answered? Why? And I'm just like, why? I don't understand. And I have to think well, um, it's not because, uh, God doesn't want to answer this. It's, uh, but he is weeping and mourning with us Mm -hmm. in the waiting and he hurts with us. It's Mm -hmm. not just like, he doesn't care. He does care. He, he cared enough to go on the cross and die for us. So he cares about what we care about. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in the waiting, um, he is mourning and weeping with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that it's, uh, really important what Maitland was saying um, we live in a fallen world we live in a sin filled world um, and and that's I think where it, it comes in because you know obviously in the Bible we, we read about how much God hates sin and how much sin angers him and breaks his heart I mean literally his his heart breaks like yeah. to see his children who he loves who he created in his image um sin or be hurt by sin um and so that's definitely a big thing that Maylin talked about is just remembering that we live in a fallen world um but because there's sin in the world like that like it goes hand in hand with like Jesus mourning and Mm -hmm. and like that's why God grieves over us is because of the sin and like he's grieving over the same thing that we're grieving over um but yeah that's definitely something that uh, we wanted to talk about and just like you know everyone definitely I would say uh would agree that you know God empathizes with us um but I just feel like it's so much more than that mm-hmm. um and so we definitely have a lot of examples from the Bible um so definitely like starting in Luke <clears throat> chapter 19 um there's literally a passage that's titled Jesus Jesus weeping over Jerusalem Um, And basically it talks about uh, when Jesus was traveling and he traveled to Jerusalem and he just started weeping over the city and weeping over uh, the the hardship that he saw the city going through and just um, his heart was breaking for the city because, you know, Jerusalem and the Bible is a very significant city to God and to Jesus um, 
and I mean, really, just in general in the Bible, it's it's a pretty big deal city. Um, and so, just like knowing that he walked into the town of Jerusalem and just started weeping because he knew what the people were going to suffer. Like he knew um, he could see into the future, and he knew that like the people that weren't going to turn around from their ways, like he. <clears throat> He knew the ways in which they would fall and in which, like, the town would fall. Um, And that was just enough to bring him to tears again because this was this city that he loved and people that he loved. um, And he didn't want to see them in that turmoil and and to to meet that fate. Um, And then also going into Hebrews... Um, and this talks about Hebrews five talks about in the days of his flesh. Um, and Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. Um, and so loud cries and tears. And then also there's a lot of like mentions in the Bible of like Jesus again, like sorrows. He was a man of sorrows and like he anguished and he grieved and just like these really strong words. And like, I feel like whenever you're reading something, I mean, I, I particularly really pay attention to wording of things and just those kind of like key words that stand out to you are there for a reason. Like (laughs) the writers could have, and I'm like, it may be different for each like version, but still at the same time, I wouldn't think that different, but like the writers could have just been like, uh, Jesus was sad or like, uh, he was like frustrated or something like definitely could have used tamer words and so these really strong words really convey the strong feelings that he felt um but anyways so it talks about um the the prayers and supplications of jesus with loud cries and tears um and even just thinking about his last few hours on the cry on on the cross sorry um and just about the anguish that he went through in those few hours and knowing that he had gone to the cross with notable anxiety i mean we see in his time praying how many times does he pray just in the garden like three times he like goes to pray comes back goes to pray comes back goes to pray and each time he's like lord if it is possible take this cup from me but your will be done nonetheless but he's in anguish he's in he has anxiety um and so it's like the same anxiety like he took that to the cross and then he was on the cross and literally enjoying physical beatings like Mm -hmm. and people were like shoving things at him and like ripping things off him and like jabbing him and mocking him spitting on him trying to force him to drink bitter wine and like just all this stuff um so emotional and physical turmoil um and then you know like I said he he cries up to God several times um in that anguish um But then in Hebrews, it goes on to say um, that he was heard. His cries were heard because of his reverence. um, And he learned obedience through what he suffered. And I think that that's really interesting. And it's really easy to read that and be like, well, that seems kind of harsh that, like, the only way, like, that God teaches us obedience is, like, through suffering. Which, one, is not true. Like, that's not the only way. But... Like, if you want to look at it, like, practically, logically, like, I don't know, like, are you, like, I, I can say probably that it, it takes a lot to get me to be obedient. Yeah. So, like, you know, at the end of the day, 
if it is like going through a painful time that has to get me on the right path you know it is what it is mm-hmm. um but yeah just to note that like that isn't a harsh god like god is not defined as a harsh god he's defined mm-hmm. as a just god and a good god and he's sovereign and so you can't just like take that out of context and like try to define him with that when we know the other things that he's defined with the positive things that he's defined with um but at the same time there is that like correlation with obedience um and hurting um that like it says like even jesus went through um and which like (laughs) Sorry, I, I'm about to start going down a bunny, okay. bunny trail, but I'm not going to. Um, but just, like, thinking about, like, too, like, just to think about Jesus. And, like, yes, he was fully man, but also fully God. And it's, like, what kind of lessons of obedience did he really need to learn? But, <laughs> um, but you know, at the end of the day. Um, is it bad? Hello. <laughs> Having some technical difficulties <laughs> but at least uh uh all the lamps are intact yeah as of right no now. lamps are falling over this time <laughs> hopefully there's no lamps in here so i would be really impressed if we knocked one over um <laughs> so anyways um i'll let maitland say some stuff now because i feel like i've been talking for a really yeah. time but <laughs> just to highlight some specific points there yeah Uh, So what I was thinking of earlier when we were looking in Luke and talking about Jesus weeping over Mm -hmm. Jerusalem, I was just thinking about how he knew that this was coming. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something, like, it's not even something that just Jesus knew. It was something that was written about in the Old Testament. Like, he knew that these people were going to reject him. um, And other people, like, knew that the falling away of Jerusalem was coming Mm -hmm. but still he wept over it because he doesn't want to see his people turning away from him and he doesn't want his people turning away from him because he knows that that is what's like it's not going to lead anywhere good it's Um, like leading them to death yeah so when uh Jesus is weeping because he knows that like nothing good is going to go down that nothing good is going to be on that path they're on that he is the way to goodness and Mm -hmm. life and life to the fullest um and so that was something that I was thinking of as Ellen was talking but also yeah (laughs) but also thinking about how we're talking about obedience and suffering and I think that that's something that is not talked about a lot because Mm -hmm. we don't like to think about Mm -hmm. suffering and Mm -hmm. suffering being good but I think about like when we do go through trials it's not because God isn't good Mm -hmm. it's not because God can't get us out but it makes us more like him it's something that Mm -hmm. I talk about so so much with the students so if any of my students are listening you better know the word that's about to come out of my mouth which is sanctification just looking more like Jesus um and just refining us to look more and more like him and to be um people who rely and trust on him and grows our faith and that's something that like I think of the trials that my friends are going through and I've seen their faith grow yeah. like I've seen God move in their life to use like I know that like if God if God wanted to he could change the situation yeah. um but he's allowed this to continue going on and I've seen their faith grow um I've seen them grow in leadership and just all kinds of things so um and I know that and I'm still believing that God is going to move um, for them, and the, this trial is going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that their faith is going to be stronger because of it. 
And so that's not just like something that's going to last for a little bit. It's something that's going to last them a long time because they're going to remember this trial, this hard time, and remember how God um, brought them out of it. And it's something they can come back to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like thinking about the trials and it reminds me of Aaron and Moses. And as they were going through like trials um, or when they were in Egypt and how God kept showing their, his goodness and how faithful that he was. But the Israelites kept being like, Oh, but I wish that we were back in Egypt after he got them out. No, or I wish like it would have been better if we stayed there. And God's like, I am going to bring you life and life to the fullest. You just have to trust me. And so those trials help them to rely on him more. And so that's just something that I was thinking of as we're talking about obedience and suffering and thinking about how the Israelites had to suffer, like, and they turned away, like, yeah. right after they saw yeah. uh, Moses part the red, or not Moses, Which but Jesus. Like or, we judge a lot, yeah. too, sometimes. Like, I'd be watching VeggieTales, and I'd be like, man, these guys are such complainers. And yeah. then I'm like, wait, they've been 40 days and 40 nights in yeah. the desert. I would not have been better. Yeah. I mean, think <laughs> about that, too. Like, they, but they just saw God part mm-hmm. the Red Seas with Moses putting his staff mm-hmm. in the water, and, <laughs> like, and then they they turn away, but they did. They had that they had that hard trial where there's like little food and little water, and they're like, I don't know how we're gonna make it. And then we do we we get very judgmental. We're like, oh, we 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 would never do that if God yeah. stood us signs like this. But it's something that I have to remind myself of too, because that's something that I do too. Is I'm like I'm thinking about my story, and that's something that I have to remind myself of. I'm like I should not be here where I yeah. am right now. Um, But God in his mercy kept pursuing me. um, And Jesus in his mercy kept pursuing me and chose to die for me on the cross. Even knowing, like, um, it says, like, even knowing while we were still sinners, he he died on the cross for us. Um, And so knowing all that I was going to do, knowing that I would reject him, just like he knows that Jerusalem is going to reject him. Like, he still, like, mourned in that. But he still chose to go to the cross to that he could redeem us and redeem me. And so that's something that I go back to a lot of the time. And just remembering God's faithfulness when hard times do come is I'm like, if God could change my story, he can do anything. And that's something we think of too. If the the grave is empty, nothing's impossible. Yeah, I think we do talk about that a lot. uh, Because I know that I talk about a lot. Um, One of my favorite Bible verses is in James well, it's like a pair of verses. Yeah. <laughs> but when James like gives the analogy of uh, being a a hearer of the word and not a doer is like being a man who looks at his face in the mirror and turns away and immediately forgets it. Um, and I've always just taken that as like living out, like Malin's saying, like living out what God has done for you and not just like seeing it happen and then forgetting the goodness of God. And, and like, I had to talk about this actually the other day in a job interview. Um, and I shared my testimony. Um, and that's a big, big key. Like definitely like I definitely went through a big period of pain. I mean, I've been through several periods of pain. I mean, who hasn't, but like, um, before I was really saved and came to Jesus, I was really living in a lot of pain and hurt. And, um, then it was Jesus who met me there and literally saved my life and saved my heart even more importantly. And then, you know, taking that verse in James and like taking that hurt and moving forward and, um, remembering all the days of my life going forward 
what Jesus did in that time um, and through that hurt and in spite of that hurt and in the midst of that hurt and like whatever and um, just turning it around. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think also like going back to what Maitland said about, um, um, sorry, I didn't forget what you said. I just had a brain fart. (laughs) Um, When she was talking about how like this isn't a, a big topic that we talk about, like suffering and sorrows um because i think that it has grown some stigma Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to be controversial but here we go um (laughs) but but, (laughs) um just it has grown some stigma as far as like the divide of like some people thinking that like if you're going through a time of sorrow or pain or suffering then like your faith is not strong enough Mm -hmm. um and i'm not gonna say Mm, I am going to say, um, (laughs) I am going to say one way or another. Um, I just think that the whole point of what we're doing here is to show that that is not a thing because you can see in the Bible that Jesus went through times of sorrow and pain and suffering. And, you know, I don't think that I would ever be the one to question if Jesus had enough faith. Um, so that's also something to keep in mind is that, you know, it's not always like we were saying earlier like yes sometimes we walk through periods of hurt um to point us to obedience to lead us onto the right path um but then that's not also to say that like every time that we're going through pain and suffering it's because we are lacking in our faith um so i definitely don't want to like discourage anyone today in that because again like jesus did not lag in his faith um but he still uh suffered Um, and so just to also like talk about, um, I know that we have quoted a couple of different things of Jesus, like weeping or mourning, um, and, and they've kind of been a little bit more general. And I also think that some people forget, like they think of like the, the big things like, oh, Jesus like cried or like he had anxiety over like being taken to the cross to like be crucified like that's not relatable because like i'm not gonna get taken to the cross and be crucified um in america here like we don't have to worry about that um true um but you also have to think about like the times where it's not necessarily explicitly stated like i was saying with maitland like if you're just thinking about like the 33 years that jesus lived and like the people that he walked with and and like literally the verse jesus wept uh is in in reference to jesus losing a good friend of his um um <laughs> what sorry i was just looking at you was i wrong no you're right oh <laughs> I was like, like, am i wrong i was like what i thought you were shaking your head <laughs> Um, comes in a time where Jesus lost his friend Lazarus. Um, Lazarus had died. And here's the thing. Jesus knew that Lazarus had died. He knew that Lazarus was going to die because he was also like Lazarus was made into an example because Jesus raised him back from the dead. Um, But when he still arrived and heard the news and like met Mary um, and they shared Mary and Martha and they shared the news that Lazarus was dead it still hurt him like it's still like and i'm like 
think about all the times that I like you read actors talk about uh, especially actors who are related if they're like they have to watch someone they're close with or someone they're related to die on screen even though they don't actually die it's still really hard and I think about like <laughs> like if someone told me that something happened to Maitland uh and it didn't like it would still <laughs> she's making her dad right now <laughs> she's so dramatic <laughs> um <laughs> So maybe not in this instance I wouldn't cry, but it would, st- <laughs> it would, still, be, it would still be really hard. Um, and so again, Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus back to life. Um, but it still was heart-wrenching because that was his friend that he just lost. Um, and so that's relatable. Um, but also looking at like Jesus' closest friends, like his disciples, there were lots of times where they were not very good friends. Like, they were not the most loyal. And again, like, not casting judgment because, like, I couldn't have done any better. But, like, Peter denies him three times. And Peter was one of his, like, core three, like, besties. Like, besties over the resties. (laughs) Um, And he still, like, had definitely some times where he just was not very trusting in Jesus. And, like, denied his name. Even while Jesus was literally, like, on trial for his death. Like, you know how mad I would have been? Anyways, that's a different topic. (laughs) And then Judas, literally, one of his 12, literally is the reason that he died. I mean, not the reason, but, like, was the one who, like, sold him for not that much money. Like, less money even than the amount of years that he had lived at that point. And, um, And then, like, talking again about the Garden of Gesetz. Yosemite (laughs) and about like how Jesus was struggling really hard with what was about to go down and and knowing it and um all he asked for was that his friends his disciples pray for him and they kept falling asleep Mm -hmm. and so again like there are more general things there are bigger things I mean there is the crucifixion that Jesus suffers and, and is sorrowful over um, but there's also a lot of smaller, relatable things in his life. Uh, even just, like, walking into the temple and, and yeah. striking, like, um, not striking physically, but, like, striking up the righteous anger. Um, or, like, the frustration that might, must have come being, like, a 12-year-old and, like, preaching to people. And then yeah. people being like, you're 12, what are you talking about? Like, what are you even doing here? Go home. Um, and just like, so again, like he lived 33 years of life. There were definitely a lot of relatable times of hurt that he walked through. Um, so you can't really overlook any of those in like what we're talking about. Yeah. So I think to like going along with this. So if you are in a place where you are hurting and you feel like it's like well I feel like God should be answering this prayer or I feel like Mm -hmm. this would be in God's will and this would be something that God would want to answer and do for me but I haven't seen a move yet Mm -hmm. um I just want you to remember that like Jesus is weeping with you like he is there even though he knows the outcome yeah um yeah and even though you don't know the outcome, he's still sitting there with you in this moment, though, and, and weeping and mourning with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and with everything going on, like, we can say, like, in the big picture of everything, like, we know that if we're in Christ, like, the victory is ours in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we can still sit in this moment and weep and mourn when things go wrong and when things get hard. Um, so that's something just to think about too, as, um, we, why do they keep doing that? I think after we don't touch it for a while, it does that. (laughs) That's so dramatic. Yeah, it is. Um, but just thinking about that and just knowing that like, like Ellen said, that's not the only thing that the verse means, but Jesus did weep and he mourned. And we know that the Bible says that we weep with those who weep and we mourn with those who mourn. And Jesus was an example of that as he was weeping with Mary and Martha. And we have just countless examples of Jesus weeping and mourning. Um, and so, and just also being able to do that, like with other people who I'm like, I am weeping and mourning with you in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Jesus is weeping and mourning with us too. And just all of the brokenness in the world that we do see right now. And we can, like I said, we can look at the big picture and know that um, we are going to have the victory in the end. We're going to be with Jesus in heaven forever where there are no more tears and no more sorrows. Um, And we can look forward to that. But in this moment, we can still know that things are hard Mm -hmm. and we can still like be like, okay, this is hard and I'm having a hard time and just bring and cast all our anxieties, all our cares on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he also cares Mm -hmm. for those too. So that's Mm -hmm. just something that I've been thinking a lot of lately and just I didn't even realize it until Ellen uh, brought up the topic and then talking with her today before we started this and I was like I was just talking about this and seeing how much it relates to so much of scripture and so much of the world that we're seeing right now yeah yeah like Anna was saying too like uh we talked about last week too uh no the week before uh in Matthew 2 when Jesus invites us to share in his yoke um and just to be joint together with him um and that is in joy and also in the pain and the suffering in the morning. Um, because, uh, it also talks about, and I can't chapter and verse it. We need Aaron, but, (laughs) um, the Bible also talks about like, Oh my gosh, it literally is the verse that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That one's in, wait, we talked about that. Anyways, I'll find it in just a minute. Um, just talking about like weeping with those who weep and mourning with those who mourn. Um, and, how like we read that and we applied it apply it to like ourselves and others and like those in our community and like mourning with each other um like for instance like me mourning with Maitland if she's going through something or her mourning with me but it also is like in the context of Jesus mourns with us and he invites us into him when we are mourning and going through things um and sorry we're trying to chapter and verse it right now this is we get stuck on this one constantly this is we really should know this by now i know that we were looking at it when we were i'm gonna put it on my wall um yeah anyways um so just that like jesus being the the rock and the solid foundation and um anyways we can't find it but you guys know what we're talking about right I just um, <laughs> took your pen out. I don't know where we are. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I didn't need it anymore. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, le- leaning into God um, as more than just empathetic, um, but as someone who literally was there and walked with us in our in our morning and still continues to do so. Like, he's still an active um, Lord and Savior and Father and Shepherd. Um, he, he never stopped and he never will stop. Um, and so 
I, I guess I'll let Maitland speak some more on whatever she wants to speak with. I know that I want to close us out with uh, Isaiah 53. Um, but before I do that, because that is a chunky little chunk. Um, really good, though. Kind of, like, just summarizes everything that we're talking about. And, like, again, uses those really powerful words um, to, like, summarize. But... So I guess just to end, like we've been uh, saying this whole time, uh, I just don't want anyone listening to be discouraged Mm -hmm. um, if they are going through a hard time or if they have had people who might have been not speaking the most encouraging things in there. And I know that I haven't always spoken Mm -hmm. encouraging things when I've spoken to others too, so I understand that too. Um, But I just want you all to feel like Jesus is with you in it and he's weeping with you and I've said that like a million times but I just want I really want you guys to know that and understand that um and just saying like it's not just like oh he's weeping and then he's fine like he is mourning with you the whole time and like he is also there to give us joy after um to bring glory to his name and just to to use you to be a part of part of the ministry Mm -hmm. um to encourage others and I think the last thing that I'm going to say is that something we say all the time, especially at our church, is just it's really easy um, to look at a to be the Christian who um, like everything is going great and like to praise God then. But it's even more of a testimony mm-hmm. when you are going through a hard time, when you're going through a trial and um, you're still worshiping and giving the glory mm-hmm. to Jesus then. Um, and and I think mir- that's the goal at the end yeah. of the day. And miracles do speak. Like, they yeah. they show Jesus and they show God's power for sure. Um, but just showing the world that, like, you are going to continue to praise Jesus. You're going to continue to give the glory to God. Even mm-hmm. um, when things get hard, that is a big testimony because that's just not something that the world does. Yeah. It's not something that we see in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And like Maitland said just now, miracles do speak greatly um but and then that's kind of the entire point um that jesus was a god of miracles and performed many miracles but he didn't just perform miracles and again like looking at the significance of what was written in the bible we see the miracles but we also see the suffering and so it's like not one without the other it's 100 percent god and 100 percent man um and so, like Maitland was saying, like, yes, the good things, the miracles, but also the suffering and, and the hardship. Um, and so, anyways, so now I'm going to close this out with, like I said, it's actually Isaiah starting in 52, like, taking a little bit, and then 53. Um, and I just really want you to, like, listen to the words that are used. So, starting at 52:14, his appearance was so married beyond human resemblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him he was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hide their faces he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a 
like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for his transgression for the transgressions of many people. And they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days, and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Um, and then it goes on and talks about anguish still. Um, but just like like reading that in reference and in reverence, not reference, is really strong. And like if I imagined like if someone was reading this about me. Like, that would be just insane. Um, and so... Oh. <laughs> and so, that is a really good just set of verses to resonate on when you're thinking about, you know, trying to connect with Jesus in a time of suffering. Um, there's a lot of room for connection with Jesus in a time of suffering um, or pain. And, um, then like it said in the end there, um, it was the will of the Lord that prospered in his hand. Um, and like he said in the garden, like, take this cup from me if possible, but if not, your will be done. And at the end of the day, his will be done, um, no matter what it looks like. Um, so anyways, I know this has been a bit of a short episode and a little bit everywhere but what's new <laughs> so um i'll let maitland close this out um whether she wants to do her like application stuff or <laughs> or ask some rhetorical questions or <laughs> reflections or uh just pray us out whatever she wants to do but yeah i just thought it was really important to resonate on this topic this week um whether you yourself or your community or close friends or family are grieving or just going through a time of pain and hurt right now um just staying connected through christ and knowing that that's possible so i'm just gonna pray for us before we get done uh since we talked about prayer and how jesus when he was um hurting and just going to the father and asking um, and how we've been talking about taking our requests to the Father and that he hears them and he wants to give us the desires of our hearts. And so I'm just going to pray for us and then we'll see you guys next week. Jesus, thank you so much for just the ability to freely open your word and just the gift that it is and just to learn from it and to learn from you and the example that you were, Jesus. Um, God, I just pray for anyone right now who feels like you're not listening like you can't hear them god i pray that you would just remind them that you hear them that uh, you are near to the brokenhearted god i just pray that you would help them to feel that you are close that you are listening um just give them peace um in whatever circumstance that they are facing um where it's hard and they just don't see any end or any light god i pray that you would give them some kind of hope, some kind of peace with the situation, Jesus. Yeah. God, you are the Prince of Peace, um, and I just pray that over them now, that you would just send them peace, 
um, in their circumstance. Um, Jesus, I pray that you would just um, move our world closer to you, God. We know that this world is broken um, and we are in desperate need of healing and redemption, Jesus. And we've seen you do it in, um, I've seen you do it in my life and I've seen you do it in other lives. And God, I just pray for revival in our country. Yeah. God, thank you for who you are, and I pray that um, you would just touch um, the listeners who are listening now. In your name I pray. Amen. Yeah. So, like Valen said, <laughs> sorry, Aaron is home. <laughs> Chapter verse this for us, Aaron. What is the verse that's weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn? We ask you this every time. Somewhere in Romans. It's in Romans, guys. <laughs> You heard it here first. You didn't hear it here first. You heard it in Romans first. (laughs) But (laughs) heard it in Romans first. Thank you, Aaron. Um, Anyways, like Maitland said, um, his heart breaks for the same things that our heart breaks for, Um, and ultimately, he is peace at the end of the day with that. Um, And so, Romans. Uh, Oh, I'm in front. She's in Corinthians. All right. This has been On the Vine for the fourth week. Yes. Y'all have a good one.